We're going to go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1-11. You know, a lot of times when you're putting messages together, boy, you just you get all excited. It's like, man... This is just this is so great. This is great stuff. I mean, this would solve the world's problems if they would, you know, if they would listen to it and figure it out. And you know, and then a lot of times you preach, you know, and the whole world doesn't change. But you know, really, when you stop and think about it, I mean, the Bible's gonna would change the world if we'd all follow it. You know, it's not really complicated finding the answers. The complicated part is finding people that want to do it, and then. If they want to do it, the hard part is actually doing it. So it's you know the answers aren't complicated, but boy, you still you know that's a great thing about preaching. You always have that hope that you know maybe maybe something will get started and see great things happen. And uh, well, and this in this area, this message we're going to be talking about tonight, or their subject is something that is lacking so much in our country. Tonight we're going to be talking about governing yourself, governing. Yourself. We live in a society today where we are constantly giving more and more control and everything over to the government, over to the authorities and in different areas and things that we ought to be taking care of ourselves. And as a church, there are some things that we ought to be able to handle, that we ought to be able to take care of as God's people. This church here, this group of people that are here tonight, God expects us to be able to make wise decisions and do the right things. We don't need to have this hierarchy of people over us to, to run things for us. We, God expects the local church to be able to do it. We don't have a Baptist Pope that can, you know, we don't have the Archbishop of, you know, Illinois or whatever, Whiteside County that kind of oversees everything because, uh, you know, we can't get along and we can't figure it out. God expects His people to be able to come together and make decisions and make them in the right way. And we're going to see that tonight in the Scriptures. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Dare any of you have having a matter against another, go to the law before the unjust and not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to law with brother, and he that before the unbelievers. Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, ye do wrong and defraud, and that your brethren, or know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. We see here in this passage, uh, Paul's talking and he's talking about how, hey, Tony, you ought to be able to handle things. Y'all are going to the unjust, you're, you're going to the lost world 
to solve things that you ought to be able to solve yourself. And he um, and so several things I want us to just look at real quick that we learn from this passage. And when we give other people the responsibilities that should be ours, we're also giving them control in areas of our life that God expects us to control. God expects me as a father to be the head of the household. God expects me to raise my children. God expects me to teach them the responsibility. It's on it's on me. That's who God that's who God wants to do it. But a lot many people today, many fathers, many uh parent, you know sets of parents, they've turned those things over to, for example, maybe the public school. They want them to teach them every little thing. I mean, we've got things like sex edu- education going on in the public school. The teaching it to little kids. I mean, you know, not a good idea. That's something that, but they're like, well, no, the parents aren't doing it, so we'll take it over. And parents, okay, you do that. When it comes to a lot of morality and things, we uh, depend on the pastor and the Sunday school teacher. Uh, we'll let them teach the Bible. Listen, you know, don't uh, just trust or don't just expect the Sunday school teacher to teach your kids everything they need to know. Don't expect me to teach you everything you know for the Bible. God expects some of those things. And for example, if you come to me and for example, you say, I want you to be responsible for certain areas of my life. I can promise you, I'm going to start getting real controlling. If you say, hey, I want you to start paying my bills. Alright, fine. But any money you make, I want, I want to have control of it. I'll give you an allowance. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to tell you how to spend it. And I'll, what you can buy and what you can't buy. Uh, you know, I want you to pay for all my doctor bills. Okay, fine. But I'm going to also tell you what kind of diet you can be on. And you know, that's what's happening in our government today. We keep saying, "Hey, we want the government to take this. Let the government handle that." And the government's like, "Okay, but now we're going to tell you what to do." You know, New York, you're not allowed to sell sodas over 16 ounces and things like that. You know, uh, they're always trying to control every little thing in the public schools. Uh, in a lot of places, they're getting real controlling. You know, uh, with what they're allowed to serve and what can be there, and a lot of that's because we've said, "Hey, we want the school to be responsible for feeding our kids." Okay, fine. If we have to feed your kids, we're going to feed them what we want to feed them. You see, we're we're constantly giving away our freedom in different areas, and God doesn't expect that from us. But uh, some of the ways that we give away our freedom, for example, in life is one, and this is something, boy, it just it's getting us in a lot of trouble. Is calling the police for every little problem. I'm, I mean, people these days will call the police for everything. I heard in the news one time they played a, somebody called nine one one because McDonald's got their order wrong like two times in a row, and they called the police. I'm thinking. I mean, this person was obviously just stupid. But I mean, people do for every little thing. They're always calling. They're always calling the police. I mean, parents, their kids will get in a little fight. I mean, seven, eight, nine years old. You know, one of them hits the other one. They're calling the cops for everything. And then we expect the police to solve all of our little disputes and things. And we wonder why they're getting a little out of hand sometimes. We wonder why they get a little uh, controlling and they are overstepping some bounds. It's because we're expecting them to do everything for us. And a lot of our society today is saying, you know what? Let's take away all the guns from everybody. And just let the police have them. 
Well, the only problem with that is if somebody breaks into my house, the police might not get there in time. I would rather take care of that problem myself than them. Because I don't, I don't know that they'll get there in time. We can't expect them to do everything. And as soon as we start doing those things and start blaming them when bad things happen to us, they start saying, fine. Well, we're going to have to do more things that are going to take away freedom. And boy, we've got an epidemic of that. People, they call the police for everything. People, they take every little thing to court. I mean, one of the things, uh, you know, Brother Anderson, I'm sure he knows this as well as anybody, like buying a house, all those forms that you have to sign. I mean, so many things that you have to sign, it's ridiculous. And every year they've got new things that you have to sign. And the reason for that is because people are always trying to find ways to get out of their agreement. Nobody wants to follow through on their word. And so the bank, you know, they have to make a new way to protect themselves. A lot of times these things were inspired by some court case where somebody sued somebody and there's this new law now that affects all of us. And, you know, sometimes you do need to go to court. But boy, the things that people are going to court for these days is ridiculous. I've told parents, people who are going through divorces and things, and they're, you know, I always tell them, listen, you guys have got to figure something out yourselves when it comes to the kids, when it comes to how you're going to distribute the things you have. Because let me tell you something, I think parents are more qualified to figure, make decisions for their kids than a judge. But a lot of times parents are like, no, and they can't agree on anything, so a judge has to do it. And you know, they're not always going to get it right. But they go, we want to go to court. I'm going to sue you for everything. Expecting the government to take care of our unpaid bills. Okay, my, my part-time job that I do uh, with houses and things, some of the stuff that they pay me to do and what, how much they pay, it's a waste of money. I mean, it's really ridiculous. And it's because a lot of that stuff, I don't know where it all comes from exactly, but I know a lot of it eventually go, comes from the taxpayer. Just wasting, wasting money because somebody didn't want to pay their bills. Somebody didn't fulfill their responsibility. Let's just, yeah, we'll let the government deal with it. Can't do that. Expecting the government to solve all our problems like taking care of our family members, protecting us from every little crisis and things. We just, it's always the government. We got a big storm coming. You know, what do we do? Government, get me out of town. You know, government, you know, we get, we get snowed in. We, you know, People these days, I mean, they can't even shovel their own sidewalks. They want the government to come and do that. And then we say, you know, we tell the government, shovel our sidewalks. And they're like, fine, we'll shovel your sidewalks, but we're going to have to hire people for that, which means we're going to have to raise taxes. And once again, we're giving everything over to other people all the time, things that we ought to be able to do on our own. And listen, there's some things we need the government for. I'm not saying all government's bad, but I'm just saying it's getting out of hand. And it's because we expect them to do everything. Expecting the government to raise and train our kids. I remember, you know, years back before they started things like Head Start and stuff, you know, they were always people trying to get government funded daycare for people. And, you know, people like, oh, no, government shouldn't pay for daycare. Okay, well, let's call it, you know, K4, K3. I mean, pretty soon they're going to have K1. It's. You know why? Listen, don't you are better off raising your kids than somebody else. I'm not saying you know they can't go to school or anything like that, but we do. We expect them to do everything, and then we say, "I want you to raise our kids," but 
Don't you dare spank them. Don't you dare discipline my kids. It's like, okay, well, we've got to get them under control somehow. So, I'm sorry, we're going to have to drug them. We're going to have to put them on this medication, put them on that medication. And it's just, it's out of hand. And it's because we're turning everything over to, uh, we're turning responsibilities that should be ours over to everybody else. The most qualified people in the world to raise kids are their mom and dad. Moms and dads. And not grandma and grandpa. Let me tell you, my kids, my kids, I think they have great grandparents. They're good, they're, they're good, they do a good job. Grandparenting, but boy, I'd be scared if we died and my grand, my parents had to parent them. Because you know what, they're grandma and grandpa now. There's a big difference, and you know their grandparents are way too soft and they're too easygoing, and they like to spoil them and stuff. And hey, that's what grandparents are supposed to do. That's the kind of that's kind of their job. But many kids these days, you know, kids are having kids and not ready to take. And all right, hey, mom and dad. You raise my kids for me. And then they raise more kids that have kids. And it's just, it's out of control. And we, people have got to take responsibility. But God expects the churches to govern themselves. And we will be successful in doing that if we do these things that it talks about in 1 Corinthians 6. And just real quickly, I want to go through them. And one of them is said, is we need to keep outsiders where they belong on the outside. And when I'm when I say outsiders, I'm not talking about, you know, hey, new person comes in here. Hey, you know, you're not part of our club. Get out of here. But I, what I'm saying is in verse 1 it says, Dare any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? One thing that should never happen here. We should never have any kind of conflict and problem to where we've got to go to the outside authorities to fix it. Where we have to go to court and say, "Hey, we, you know, judge, we've got one half of the church wants to do this, another half to do this. You make the decision." That should never, ever happen in a church. We should never, and this has happened before in churches. We should never have to call the police to come in here and settle things down during the business meeting. There, there's, I've heard of churches that they have to have police there during the business meetings because there's a good chance it's going to get out of control. I saw a video one time where uh, there was uh, a group, a church, they had gotten in this, there was some fighting and stuff going on over, uh, they were wanting to fire a deacon or something. I don't remember what it was. But boy, they're outside the church and they're having a little spat. People are arguing a little bit. And this one lady, she's kind of mad, she's kind of mad at the pastor and she smacks him in the face. And he took a swing back at her. Didn't get her very good. I mean, it was ridiculous. I'm thinking, oh, oh I mean, it was it was an embarrassment to churches, and they're breaking them up. That should never happen. We should never have to call the police in here. I mean, when that day happens, we've got a big problem. I heard I heard an evangelist. You know, they they go around to different churches all the time preaching. And he said one time he went, he pulls up to a church, and there's two women in the parking lot having a knockdown drag out. I mean, they're out there fighting. Turns out, their two kids were in the nursery and got in a fight. <laughs> and the, the, apparently the kids didn't finish it, so the mom decided to finish it. And one of them was the pastor's wife. I mean, just I, I'm telling you, God cannot honor that. God is not going to bless that. And that we said, 
I, if we want police, you know, if they want to come and visit the church, be a part of it, it's fine. But we should never have to call them in here to do business. That is out of control. We also need to strive to be worthy of our calling. It says, do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? This is talking about in the millennial kingdom when God Jesus sets up His kingdom on this earth. He's going to rule and reign. He's going to be the main guy in charge, and he's going to use his saints. I mean, we're going to be stationed all over the world, I guess, and we're going to kind of be we're going to be the ones in charge. We see that throughout the Bible. He says, "Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters?" Listen, if God's going to trust us to judge the world someday, I think it's safe to say He's trusts us now. To judge things in the church, yeah, he, he's he's okay with that. Know ye not that we shall judge angels? When that time comes, we're going to be in charge of the angels. If God's going to trust us with the angels, then I think it's safe to say he can. He wants to trust us with each other right now. Clear, we're going to judge angels someday. So let's same Paul saying. So hey. Let's figure this out. The Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians was not a very good church. They had a lot of problems. And no doubt, there was probably some fightings and things going on in the church and in business and things. And we see in 2 Corinthians, they got their problems fixed. But, and listen, I'm not, we haven't had these problems here. I'm trying to head this off before it ever happens. And, uh, but we ought to be able to do that. We ought to be worthy of it. We ought to be able to come together as a group of people. And we ought to be able to make decisions that glorify God as a people. God, God expects that from us. He expects us to be able to do it. There's some things my kids I don't expect them to be able to do. They're young. They're they're you know they're immature in some areas. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put my kids in charge of the budget at our house because I all the money's gonna go to toys and video games and junk food. You know, I mean, it, you can't expect that from them. But God does expect some things from us. When they get older, you know, I'll expect more from them. And as a church, God expects us to be able to do the right thing. But also do whatever you have to do to solve the problems yourself. Verse four: If ye then have, if ye then have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are the least esteemed in the church. I think what Paul's saying here is. The most unrespected person in the church. Okay? The one who, he's the last one that you would elect to do anything or you would want to do anything. The least esteemed person in the church would be better off making, settling these things than somebody on the outside. That's it. You need to do whatever you have to do to fix this. He said, I speak this to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? Listen, I hope we always have some wise people here. But is that the case in your church? Is that why you're going to the outside judges? Because there's not one wise person here? Paul said, this ought to be embarrassing for you. I speak this to your shame. But if brother go to law with brother and that before the unbelievers, that's an embarrassment. It shouldn't happen. The worst person in the church ought to be is going to be better than the best person on the outside to figure things out. I mean, if we can't come to an agreement about something, if it becomes a pride thing, you know, we ought to just pick somebody. We would be better off just picking somebody in the church. We'd be better off taking one of the little kids and saying, you know what? We're going to elect you 
to, you know, if we can't figure out, you know, what color the carpet's going to be, things like that, we ought to just, if we're going to fight about it, say, fine, let's elect one of the little kids and we'll just let them pick. It's a whole lot better than taking it to court <laughs> and figuring it out that way. It's so, it's so much better. And then, if we don't have a wise person in the church, then we've got a bigger problem. Alright, we've got a, and I, and I don't think that's the case here, but, but boy, if we ever get to that point, we're in trouble. We're in big, big trouble. And, uh, so don't, we don't want to go there, but sometimes, this is the last thing, sometimes we need to just learn to take the hit and move on. It says, now therefore, uh, there is utterly a fault among you because you go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? You know what? Sometimes it's okay to just say, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to take it. I was treated wrong. I was treated unfairly. I'm just going to, I'm going to let it go. You're going to have to do that sometimes. You know, we, we can do, if we do the best that we can, we're still not going to be perfect. There's still going to be flaws. There's still going to be mistakes. And we've got to learn to just say, that's fine. I, I, I can take that. I can take that. Maybe somebody says something nasty to you. You won't let it go. Maybe they criticize something you're doing in the church. You know, you could be doing a lot better doing that. Well, they, they just shouldn't have said that. Well, yeah, you're right. They shouldn't have said it. But you know what? Go ahead and take it. Don't start a big thing. Don't, don't cause a big fight. Don't cause a church split. Just be def- let yourself be defrauded. Boy, that's that. I, I think that's huge right there. But he flat out says it. You're better off just being government. No, I've, I've got to make this right. I've I've got to sue them. I've got to take this to court. And let me tell you something. You, you can take it to court, and you might even win. But you've done more harm than you did good. I'm just looking for justice. I'm just wanting justice. You know what? Sometimes it's the principle of the thing. You know what? Sometimes we just need to say, "All right, I'm going to take the wrong." This person in the church, they owe, they owe me money. They, you know, they, owe, they, owe, they owe me $100. Well, if they owe you $100, they ought to pay you back. They ought to. And if the, but if they don't, you're better off not getting it than causing a bunch of problems in the church. Many people, you know, they want to go tell everybody about it and they want to make a big thing about it. No, let yourself, you're better off letting yourself be defrauded. God will deal with that person. God will take care of them. If they don't pay you back, God will pay you back. And God will get it from them somehow. He will. He'll, he'll take care of them. He can do that. Just you, you got to trust God. But many times, many times we try so hard to prove ourselves right, we end up doing wrong. Verse 8 says, Nay, ye do wrong and defraud, and that your brethren. I mean, we get it's real easy sometimes to get so mad and so upset and want that justice served so bad that we end up not only hurting that person, but end up hurting a bunch of other people at the same time. Maybe end up hurting a whole family or sometimes a whole church. Whole churches have been hurt because of a little dispute between two people. And they hurt the whole church. It's not worth it. Boy, you don't want that on your conscience. You don't want that. You, don't, you, don't, you do not want to be responsible for that. Sometimes we've got to learn to just just take it. Say, you know what? I'm just going to write that off as a loss. And if I'm right, God will take care of me. If they're wrong, God will take care of them. 
I'm gonna, I'm just gonna let this one go. And boy, I'm telling you, if you can learn to do that, you are going to avoid a lot of misery in your own life. Some people are so bitter, even when they end up getting their way, they still don't, they can't enjoy it. They're still angry. They're still, they're still mad. They're still bitter. But if you just, if you learn to let it go, boy, you can really have peace. But God can, listen, God can easily handle those who are wrong. Verse 9, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So, hey, be not deceived. God's going to take care of these people. They're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Maybe they'll get, maybe they'll get elected to a higher office in the church. Maybe everybody in the church will respect them and think they're great, but you know that they're one of these things. You know they're an adulterer or a drunkard or an extortioner. You know all that stuff about them, but you've just got to make it right. Listen, God's going to take care of that. God is going to take care of them. They're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But then I like what he says in verse 11. Notice what he says in verse 11. He says, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. When we get to getting all self-righteous and just getting mad at everybody because of all their problems that they have, we need to stop and think back. And God's He's trying to remind them, hey, remember how you were before you got saved? Remember, remember what you used to do? What if God did to you what you want God to do to them back before you got saved? Maybe these people aren't saved. What, what would you... What, 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 think about that. What if God did to other people, or what if God did to us what we want Him to do to other people? That can be kind of scary to stop and think about it because I thought God ought to hit a few people with a lightning bolt. <laughs> and so, uh, you say, hey, remember... Remember where you came from. Don't go getting all high and mighty. Don't get all don't go getting all self righteous. Remember where you came from. Verse twelve: All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Like all things are expedient. Some things it's some things are they're not profitable. And sometimes you proving yourself right is not going to do the cause of Christ any good. It's not going to help anything get better. It's only going to cause more problems. But too many times we we want to be we want to be right and so we will take it somewhere else where it's only going to get things worse. And God expects us to be able to govern ourselves. God expects us as a church to be able to run our own run our church in a way that glorifies God. God expects you as a family. God expects you to be able to run your own family and take care of your family, make the right decisions, do the right things. Listen, I'm not here as a pastor to make everybody do what the Bible says. Okay, I have a tough enough time making myself do what the Bible says. I'm here to encourage and guide and direct or whatever I can do. But man, please, don't make me responsible for everything. You can do it better. If you'll do it according to the will of God, and we've got to, but we've got to learn to trust Him. So with that, let's stand together, heads bowed, eyes closed.